0: We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two,
1: three. Listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I th-
2: you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yep. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help. You can get a roadmap. You can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K Hey,
1: everybody. Value Add with K&K. K. Crystal Kenny here. Just want to say thank you so much for the support, for listening, um, the comments, everything. Keep it up. We'll keep going as long as we can.
2: And if you like what you're listening to, like what you're watching, uh, tell your friends about it. Leave us a review. Maybe even give us five stars. We love those. That's how we can grow and continue to bring you guys value
1: and spread the word. Thanks, guys.
2: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today we have Kevin Galligan, the owner of three franchises of RSVP Marketing here with us today. Kevin, thanks for coming in.
1: I'm glad to be here. We kind of know Kevin too. He's just a little bit. sort of
2: my brother-in-law, but you Yeah,
1: know. he's married to my sister, Nicole. <laughs> Simpson Galligan. She kept the Simpson.
2: It's a long last name. That's
1: a long story. <laughs> so RSVP, does that stand for something? Just- like I know that's a stupid question, but I don't know.
0: Well, a, originally it was, uh, well, it still is. It's French "respondez si vous play" or something along those uh, lines. But RSVP is please respond, yeah. which is why you put it on an invitation. So then, it, hence the name of our company, RSVP. Please respond to our advertisers. That's, that's
1: okay. tricky. I like that. So Kevin, you guys have um, San Diego. You've had for a long time, twenty seven years. Whoa, which is crazy for any yeah, business. Long to be. Time. And then you have Orange County and Riverside. Right. Okay, and those are
0: newer. Uh, Orange County existed for about the same 30, 27 years, something, somewhere in there, but I took it over five years ago.
1: Okay, cool. And then Riverside? Uh, a couple years ago. Okay. Can you kind of just jump back uh, in since 1992 when Monsie was born? Um, <laughs> her mom was wiping her butt. Anyways, um, can you kind of tell us about – basically how you got started and why you ended up like buying a franchise or getting into marketing?
0: Well, I was just out of diapers when I started. This, <laughs> don't that so, uh, can tell. interestingly, I, in college, in the summertime, I started a power washing business and I started looking for ways to advertise that. And I found this product that my mom received at her house called RSVP. It was a package of postcards. It looked really nice. It looked more upscale than some of the cooperative envelopes you get in your mailbox. And I just thought it looked interesting. I was doing some other advertising and some of the other uh, direct mail pieces that go out to homeowners. And I thought, all right, let me try this thing that looks a little more upscale. And it worked great. Uh, A few friends wanted to move to California. And I thought, hey, that sounds good. I'm going to, I'll just advertise out there, do the same thing. And when I came out to do that or when I flew out to find out about the mailing the woman said I'm getting ready to sell the business etc you should buy it and I had no thought ever of getting into marketing or advertising it wasn't my background but it just it just happened and I made an offer at the right time for the right price and got into it I thought I'd just come out to California do it for a couple years (laughs) 27 years later I'm still here with the same business wow that's Grown
2: and it all started with a power washing business,
0: it, it did Basically. a very you know part time, summertime job deal. And I st- in college, I was making about in and this goes back a long time ago, but I, I made about 15 grand in the summer in college. That's pretty good with this power washing yeah, then, business. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, right when here. you're getting out with your whatever engineering degree and you're making this, you know. 30 grand a year was a starting salary then I thought well I can work three months for 15 grand yeah so I worked three months and then I went out to Aspen and skied for the winter (laughs) and and I came back and did that again and anyway that's that's kind of how it all started
2: and then that stopped when RSVP happened the skiing in Aspen well you know
0: I came out to California and went hey I can this is you know year-round San Diego versus three great months in Aspen I'll I'll take the San Diego year-round. when
2: kiteboarding came along?
0: Uh, first surfing, then kiteboarding. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yep. A Little golf in between. Yep. I think you get sucked into a
1: lot of things here.
2: Yeah, it's easy to play any sport pretty much here.
1: So, um, I guess before we kind of get into uh, one of my next questions is is you know, I think we were talking about this before is like the whole I think when the economy collapsed, and then I start hearing people okay start people spending on advertising. So everybody's like, direct mail's dead. It doesn't work. And I know you hear that all the time. And I hear this. Um, what, what do you what do you say to people when they say that? Obviously, this is what you do for a living? And
0: Well, you know, I've heard this for a long time, and I really heard it when the internet came along. Yeah. everybody said, "Oh, print newspapers, everything's dead. The internet's everything. And i I, I still remember I wish I would have had the guy's name and what business he was in, but I think it was some type of contracting business. But I remember him telling me that he spent forty five hundred dollars on a website. And this was back in the very, very early stages where you're hard coding everything, and he thought you just—he was—he was convinced you just put this up here and the world starts calling you. Yeah. And it didn't happen. And then I learned <laughs> that geez, that was a lot of money to spend on a website. Anyway, uh, you know, as it as it went along after ten years, I'm looking for other things to do. You know, we were like every other every single other advertising company out there that was fairly large the minute the groupon model came along everybody thought oh let's just jump on that so i thought we did and uh did pretty well the first year but we just didn't like the model that much but we were always kind of looking hey let's get into we know this is going to the internet so i kind of believe that direct mail would be dead at some point and what I've learned and a lot of other people learned is it, it just didn't die. And 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 I think actually in the last couple of years, it's gotten better. That's what but, I hear from yeah. some people too,
1: especially like real estate agents say like they're crushing it with direct mail.
0: I think that if you – well, if you watch this or pay attention to any of the stats or studies, legitimate studies that have gone on out there, millennials, which everybody thought, well, you know, yeah, the direct mail still works to older people. But millennials will never look at direct mail. But – at least in my business, we're targeting more upscale, affluent homeowners. And the millennials that are just starting that home ownership, they're getting things in the mail. And you know what? It's kind of cool to actually touch something. Uh, just like it's cool to every once in a while start looking through a magazine, which a lot of us don't do we anymore. Do. Yeah. It's just. It's kind of nice and it's different and it's way different than all the stuff you're scrolling through all day long.
2: Well, there's a lot of noise online is the hard part because you're getting so much junk mail in your inbox and so many banner ads on these websites that you're whatever websites you're going to. And you're looking on social media and you're getting hit in the face with ads now, too. And I think it's actually getting to the point with advertising that you can't really even trust the online advertising. So there is a trust factor there. I think that we're all learning because I think every all of us have probably. Probably, or at least me, uh, girls, we go online, these shopping things on Instagram and then you find out it's like some weird company from, you know, China or wherever, and you never get what you paid for. And then it's like this whole nightmare mess and they, they actually sold a lot, but it's not a reliable company. And so you have that happen to you a couple of times. And I think you realize that you're better off going with the more local advertising that you can rely on and trust.
1: Right. Depending on your business too, but yeah, I agree. What... Um what exactly do you guys do?
0: So we truly are, although we've done a lot of different things, and I've done a lot of different businesses along the way and different investments, but my core business that is that happens every day, every year, every quarter, every month is we mail uh, either postcards, specific postcard campaigns for customers, but we also have a cooperative direct mail piece, which is a, a package of four by six postcards that gets mailed specifically to upscale homeowners in Southern California. So I mail in San Diego, for example, 200,000 single family owner occupied homes, a few condos here and there, but primarily 90 something percent single family owner occupied homes. If you've owned that home for 30 years, 27 years, they know who we are. There's not anyone that I meet and once I realized they've been in their home that long and I know they've been getting our package, if I start to describe it, oh, yeah. And then they can name off all the contractors or things they did over the years out of that. It is package. unique,
2: right? Like, does any other company? It, I
0: don't, you know, I tell yeah. people and I truly believe this. It is still 27 years later. It's still It's still the most unique. Piece of mail you get in your mailbox. I mean, everyone. So can to get you just that's so cool, describing
1: but. it for people that are like you don't have one here, but basically what it is, it's a four by six cards. How many are in there? About
0: there's about forty postcards. So forty story.
1: postcards, and on those postcards, there's it could be offerings, um, discounts to food, um, could be contractors, contractors or... realtors, carpet, home improvements. Just right, list goes on and on. Right. And on. And then basically it comes in a clear package.
0: It's a it's pretty unique. It is a clear cellophane kind of wrap that's unique. There's not much like it out there.
1: Yeah. So if you get it, you know exactly what you're talking about. So you would just rip the open and sometimes one out of the 40 might work for you and your family or something else. So, um, so you mentioned you guys do postcards, the bigger postcards, and then like what,
0: four by eight?
2: Four by, six? Uh, four by six. Six by nine is probably six the six most
0: typical, okay. but six by eleven is pretty standard too. Uh, but in, every once in a while, you get people who want to do a small postcard, four by six. But you know, if you're doing your own postcard, that costs different. Postage is the biggest cost. So, for a couple more inches of paper, it's to get it to stand out a little more. It's it's literally a penny and a half to get, you know. 80% or 50% more real estate is worth it.
2: And is there like a certain sort of business that you would recommend to go in the deck versus getting like their own individual card that's, that's Sh- sent
0: out? Sure. There are. So our product is very well branded. That's a great question. It's really branded to homeowners and it's branded to, we do a lot of home improvement Um some restaurant and some different theater groups and things like that. But so if, if someone, and really the geographic range that we mail that uh, package to it's pretty good size. It's, you know, a dozen zip codes versus one or two. So for businesses that are really uh, one zip code or neighborhood oriented our package is and, and they're not going to draw from outside their zip code. The package really isn't what we would advise them to do. And we may insist they don't do it if it's if it's really niched down like that. Mm-hmm. Then you're they really want to focus on something that can saturate just in their zip code.
2: Like a local home improvement person who wants to stay really close and capture most of a neighborhood or two.
0: Right. Yeah. So if somebody says, hey, I just want to be in these one or two zip codes, then the package really isn't the program for yeah. or, or even maybe a dentist Yeah, that just says, you know, there's the, people just aren't going to travel more than a, a zip code or two for a, a
1: dentist.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. How
1: are you? Um, are you able to track this stuff? Like basically if somebody comes to you and they're like, I'm whether it's a big postcard or in the package, how do you guys track
0: that? It's that's, it's, it's hard to track. We, do, we have lots of ways to track it, but the Internet has really made a lot of things very difficult to track. It's made print very difficult to track. We've used call source numbers for years, which means that each card, each advertiser would have a unique phone number they use that records that conversation when someone calls that specific number. So they'll get a complete report of everyone that, not only everyone that dialed and the phone number that dialed that number wow. off their ad, it'll record the conversation and send you that WAV file. So you really can track everyone that called it, but things have really changed. And I'll use home improvement as an example, because it's it, it's a good example to give you this idea. 20 years ago, homeowners would, when you want to get your house painted, you would Go to the yellow pages, you yeah. look under painter, you would start calling until you had three of them t- to come out and give you an estimate, three come out and give you an estimate, and then you would look at their references, you might call some of their references, and then you make your decision. Well, homeowners are very savvy, and it doesn't even matter how you're, whether it's uh, someone in their 40s or someone in their 80s, they don't want to waste their time. They're going to get your ad, and they're going to go on the internet and do their research first, mm-hmm. and that's where it's a little bit difficult for us because at that point they may not use. If they end up mm-hmm. on your website, they may not use that phone. They number can on the email ad. you
1: or something, right? right? They can yeah. email
0: you or if just they're calling your phone. Yeah. They just push whatever button, whatever yeah. number can get them a direct dial. It's still okay because we're still able to track some of those. We have a good ratio of if I can track. Thirty calls off my ad for this contracting business. I know that there's another thirty leads or calls they got from other sources. So we have a pretty good idea on the ratios, but it is it makes it a little more difficult to track.
1: Yeah, I would imagine. But so, how does
0: somebody? I mean, you have clients that have been with you for what? A long time. It is, uh, you know, it's it's kind of corny, but I'm honored that these guys have been with us this long. I have I have companies, and sometimes I have to look back and really look at the big picture. And I go, wow, I have a single company that's given me over a million dollars over 27 years to market their business. And they didn't give it to me because they had lots of money and didn't care where they spent it. It was they, working. Yeah, it made, working. Them, made them, you know, 10, 20, 30 times that. Uh, it, you know, I, I've got some really long-term customers. I've got from little guys – that they work out of their house, they subcontract everything, and, you know, they kind of work out of their truck, essentially. And they're almost a one-man show, although they look like a big company. Uh, I have guys like that, and I have guys that run big, you know, $40 million contracting businesses here in San Diego. Wow.
1: And then, um, like I know Crystal asked, is there is there somebody that's in the deck that's probably, like, di- that does just your deck, it just does really well. Like a contractor, this is like, it just always does well. Cause people, like you said, they've seen your cards come to their house 10 years. And when it's time to paint the house, build the fence, redo the kitchen, they're like, these guys got to have a reputable company in here. Like, I mean, I don't know if that mindset's there, but is there, what do you think does really, really well in these decks?
0: I think, uh, one, there's, we have a little bit of an advantage of our product is so well branded with those homeowners. And it's funny because I'll meet someone that's never seen our product and they just think, "Thought you know, they're nobody. We don't I've never seen that before. Yeah. But if you if if you get this at your home, you know what it is, you may have used one or two before, you're used to the caliber of businesses that are in there. So even a new guy that's never mailed with us before, people just have the thought that you've been mailing in there for a long time and you're reputable because mm-hmm. All the other guys in there. There's reputable. like a
2: familiarity already. So
0: they you'll get response right out of the gate. Uh, but to answer the question that you really started with is, yeah, if you've got the companies that do really, really, really well are the ones that are well-branded already. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're already a household name in San Diego, which which I think is really hard to do. But we do have several of them that are that well-branded that we really get a, some effect off of that and we get to reap some of that success that may not just be from us they're just so well branded people say oh i've been meaning to call these guys and they don't they don't check anything rem- they reminder. just know and they just call yeah yeah and it's
1: not not every person that's advertising is offering a discount or something they're just could simply just say if you need this i'm here right i mean it's just they're just letting you know they're there in the deck or
0: it, that we do have people that, that don't have any discount at all I always kind of recommend it, though. I think we do live in somewhat of a discount world, and yeah. a lot of times it may not be a discount on all their services. It may be just a just give them an offer, give a them discount yeah. on or or, or the, what the upfront price is. For, you know, now the, a big thing in HVAC is that they hey, there's a seventy nine dollar tune up or eighty nine dollar tune up to come out and do this fourteen point tune up. It's it. I guess you could call it offer. I guess you could call it a discount, but it, it really is a just a call their, to action or something about know, a so proposition or yeah. whatever. And, and it works.
1: Um, so you guys get a lot of, I mean, I think for the postcard thing, if people don't use you or they're not doing anything, it's probably like, okay, you guys do the postcards I got referred to you or my friend was using you having success. I'm sure your guys are, you're getting business from referrals from other people or just calling or whatever. And you guys probably, you know whether it's Nicole or Sharon or Tim they probably know so many business owners now somebody might have been calling on them for years just like when people want to sell their house or whatever all of a sudden they're like hey Kevin I'm ready to, I'm ready to move forward what's the steps like with you guys if they don't know anything never done marketing are you guys kind of like hold their hand or they need, like how much involvement is required and what's the process to kind of get it going with you guys
0: it's probably the best if they just say you guys just come up with a concept for us and go from there. And because what we do is we take our years of knowledge, but we also look across the country. We have some sources on getting campaigns that are already working for that industry. So that really helps. Sometimes the, if someone comes in with all their ideas of what they want to do, it's kind of hard to move them from that and say, just let us do our job. Um, it's just much easier. Let us start with something and then go from there. We'll ask questions, obviously. Questions are key in terms of it seems obvious, but people don't necessarily think this way in terms of you have to really ask a lot of questions to get kind of those perfect answers that you need to use. But what are people buying? What are they buying now? Sometimes people say, I want to sell this, but that's not what people are buying now. <laughs> yeah. you know, let's. Hey, OK, that's great. You want to sell this because you're not selling it but I see. Okay. Do you let's,
2: really want to spend money on the thing that's not let's selling? Let's market
0: what they want to buy and then right. get them in and try to hook them
1: over here. Okay. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. It well, it's, it's like the, uh, you know, the, uh, I can't think of a great example for some reason, but it's like the swimming pool company that says, Hey, people and it may not be, uh, we don't want to sell remodeling of the pools. We just want to sell them a brand new swimming pool. But if you, if you have as part of your ad, hey, we remodel pools. There's a lot of people that, hey, that's what I want. I don't want a brand new pool. I want it remodeled. Yeah. The truth is, if the pool's really old, you pretty much need a brand new, you know, they're yeah. going to yeah. tear the whole thing apart anyway. Yeah, it a but, leak or something. Yeah. So what are people, and it really just focus on what do people want? What are they, uh, what will get that relationship going or the call made? Hey, I want you to come out and, and look at our, pool and tell us what you think.
2: it's like an opportunity really to get in front of a client too. Like if you sell your most desired product, then at least if that's, if you want to sell them something else, at least you get the opportunity, you get the at bat to sell to them.
0: And then the worst is somebody who calls and says, and this happens all the time. And it's, that's when we go, Oh, geez. They say, Hey, we want to start marketing now. This is our slowest season. We want to send out a lot of bunch of direct mail. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, there's ways to work on that, but You you don't want to fight a losing battle either. Right. Uh, You
1: almost want to be like, let's do it during your business season and keep it going through.
0: Right. Yeah. Or at least start it, uh, get it started when people are thinking about it. Another example is the swing pool business. You know, people are thinking about it in the summer. Well, I don't need people in the summer. But yeah, that's when people are thinking about it and want it. Or holding
1: your card to go. Go
0: out and meet them. Get the process going. And then tell them it's going to take a year before the pool. Because they might not even there, right?
1: want to redo it To hey, I want to do it in the winter time because my kids aren't going to be using it, right? But right. I want to talk to you in the summertime because it's on their mind. Or, right, right. Um, the question I was going to ask is, oh, so I know we were talking about this before. I think with a lot of people just for sales and businesses, um, whatever the product is, especially for you guys is, you know, we, we just started doing marketing in our business probably, you know, full time or actively really done it. And I think the first thing is, is, okay, what are we going to do? And then how much money is it going to cost and what's the process? And is just really going to work. And then I think once you start understanding marketing, marketing isn't just about like, Hey, let's just throw some shit against the wall. See if it works. It's, it's actually, you got to test it. You got to spend money and then you're really looking for something that's going to work, but you might get lucky out of the front gate. Like some guy gets a car and it just hits and you're like, you're lucky. Some guys have sent cards. It takes a couple of years and they get the right card and it's like, boom, it pays back. What would you say – I mean there's people that might be listening to this that want to do cards or marketing in general, just wherever they go. Um, What's Like when somebody comes in and it's like, hey, no, Kevin, we're not going to do it, not going to do it. And all of a sudden they call you and they try it and it works. Like what is a typical time they should be testing? Um, And that's why you recommend it. you guys do the card because you are looking around of competition, what's working. It's just like if we're going to do a Facebook ad, like Gary Vee always says is, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just go look at your competitors, look what they're doing, and kind right. of come up with that concept if it's working and steal it. Um, not necessarily you're stealing Model it, but it. you – you mo- you know. I mean, he says steal <laughs> it. But, you know, you emulate that. What is the time frame somebody should really – I'm going to do a card with you, Kevin. How long should they really be looking at?
0: It, you know, that's good, a great question because you really need to start looking at it before you really need it. Nothing's worse than someone mm-hmm. calls yeah. us up and says, you know – I need something right now. Uh, we did get lucky at the beginning of the year where somebody called up and said, hey, my my whatever, $8,000 a month Google uh, AdWords account spend is just stop working, period. I need some direct mail. We just so happened to have a, a way to help him immediately. He just got lucky with his timing and we hit a home run for him out of the gate, which made it even like, better. Yeah. yeah, so it's awesome. Uh, but, you know, it's like everything. You really need to uh, – I always say – I like what you say about the competitor because you should always be collecting what your competitors are doing and yeah. keeping an idea of what they're doing. And they're, you know your business and you let look at some of their ideas and you kind of what, – what you like about what they're doing – is probably a good place to start so you kind of see what they do what they don't do if an ad pops out to you that's probably going to pop out to some other people save it yeah Yeah, so you can bring it
1: to you so so the test period is if somebody's doing postcards i mean people that you've had people that come to you've had success and that have been like might have taken a while to finally commit do you have Like, do you have some good stories or somebody you've been calling on calling and they're like, no, 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 it's not for me. And all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're going to give it a shot. And it's really had success.
0: That's pretty much every one of our clients. Okay. We don't just call somebody. They go, yeah, let me buy some postcards today yeah. and start mailing with you and spend thousands of dollars. So we pretty much have to, uh, it's a long process. And, and fortunately we've been doing this so long that really everybody does know what we do. Um, but it still takes time. Every once in a while, I'll we'll catch somebody that's just, they're making a marketing decision now. They've decided, I'm going to stop doing this, and I want to do something else. And now we're catching people who say, hey, I want to do postcard, or I want to do direct mail. We did stop doing direct mail years ago, but I'm hearing good things. Or one of their vendors or some other association they're with is saying, hey, a lot of our guys are doing this, and it's working, or they're calling, saying specifically, I want to do some direct mail. That helps speed up the timeline. But it's like everything. If you're jumping in super fast, it, it, it's better if you have a shorter time frame. I can get something out in five days from for someone. Uh, if it's a business we've worked with before or an industry that we're really knowledgeable about, I can have something hit the street in five days. Now, wow. that is that is ultra fast I like it better if somebody's giving me a 30-day window at least yeah that that would be ideal um, it, it, it's, an, it's a little different if you're I'm coaching how to do it yourself versus I'm gonna do it for you if I'm if you're doing it yourself you almost need, need more time than that to get yeah. educated a little bit
2: so you guys have somebody that designs the postcards for the client we do though, right yes and so th- is that that's an interactive process where it's like they you guys maybe come up with a few designs and then send them back to the business owner to review and see if they want to make any revisions or corrections or changes
0: typically we have a kind of a concept of what they want to do and once you identify what what the offer the ad is and Mm -hmm. what you're featuring and what pictures or concept you might want to use, and it's pretty easy to get an ad together. Okay. Pictures still really sell. It, it lets people know huh? what you do. They really do. Yeah. The and testimonials
1: think, on card seller?
0: I think they can help, okay. but it's almost a little too early in the process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too early so in the So that ad. picture of that beautiful pool or the food for the restaurant or whatever it may be, you know? If you have a testimonial style ad, I think it works. But if you're, if your ad really isn't a testimonial style ad and you're just throwing that testimonial as a headline. I don't know. Sometimes it's just too early in the buying process that people have. So
1: let's get into some detailed questions. So when, when do you guys, when do you send out your postcards? Let's talk about the, 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 I know you guys do it because we're always like we're in mailing or we're in uh, what do you call it? We're in a deadline. deadline. Deadline.
0: (laughs) Is it four times a year? We're five times a year. So when do you smell out? We start mailing mid-February and then mail every two months. So we just finished up in uh, mid-October. And we kind of take the winter off. And that's really because for our businesses and, and, and primarily for Southern California, because we're really, at least for the, our contracting clients, it's a year-round business versus my buddies that have businesses in uh, Minnesota and Chicago. It snows. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Over, I mean, huh? it, things their cycles a lot different in okay. direct mail and for their clients.
1: So your last mailing of the year is just happened, or just happened in October. So
0: you're not I'm going to have
1: another mailing. That's the longest stretch you go.
0: That'll be the longest stretch. And our direct, the, the, the beauty of direct mail and our product is the shelf life is so strong that it. Uh, we can go every couple months, and that is plenty. Because people are holding on to the cards.
1: Yeah, putting they them might on. not need it now. No, they're they hold on, right. and
0: then they call you later. That's that does happen a lot. I mean, in... the record in Southern California mm-hmm. is sixteen years. Sixteen years, a homeowner held on to, uh, you know, these companies that do retractable awnings. Yeah, held on to that card and called on it. This was a couple years ago. Our, our customer called us and said, "I have something." Pretty amazing to share with you. <laughs>
2: and, wow. he sent, and
0: I didn't believe it. I said, nah, I don't buy it. He that. sent the that's card. Nice. He had the card. He sent the card. And you must want to like put that on a wall? Yeah, like, I, I couldn't believe it. But the guy said, and, and this is homeowners, a lot of homeowners have home improvement files or their idea file and they just drop stuff in there. It says so something
2: about the business that they were still open and around and had yep, the same number and everything. The same everything. number yeah. worked Yeah,
0: That's it true. Does. That's a good point it too. Does. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, okay. So that's when you all... Know, what is the best time i know you get this too it's like, hey, kevin i got a business what's the best time to drop the postcard that's
0: a great question everybody asks it and i i usually say it's always a great time uh because customers have uh or the consumers have buying cycles and everybody has buying everybody's buying cycle is a little bit different some people have just naturally long buying cycles they do a lot of research they think about it for years And some people are just, once they make up their mind, I'm getting this, I'm buying this, I'm going to start the research, I'm going to get it done. And everybody's different. And some people, you may land in someone's uh, mailbox that already started the getting estimate process for their their home improvement project. And you're coming in at the perfect time. Or you may come in right when someone, they kind of don't know. They saw their neighbor had something done. I think we should do that. Then you get a, a card in the mail. And so they may have a much longer buying pro- uh, buying process, but direct mail, it, it out of everything out there, shelf life-wise, it's, you know, I, I, you just can't beat it. it you know, a couple years, a couple months, <laughs> mm-hmm. it really does have a long shelf life.
1: What should, um, so now we're talking about the cards because you guys have been doing this a long time. I know a lot of people, I feel like they have these, oh, I want to do this. It's like, it's more about them than about like, like when we went to see Billie Jean, um, you know, he said people want to make ads, but it sounds like the ads more for you than the customer. Right. And so we said, fine, then let's do an ad right now on the podcast. And he's like, no, I'm a five-year-old. I'm a five-year-old. I'm not. Crystal, you know, you're talking to me like you. And we broke it down. And I'm sure that's the same thing with you is when people come to you, they're like, oh, I got this great idea. You're like, yeah. So what should be when people are doing, you know, if they're going to do something with you on their own, what are some top, like some specifics you can give on – what to put on a card, what works, what's probably do not do this, it doesn't work from your, you know, 27
0: years of doing this. I like the idea of breaking the, for instance, a postcard, but really breaking it down and you have a picture and you're going to have some sort of headline. And I like to keep those somewhat separate. In other words, create a strong enough headline and – sometimes it's not strong it's just specific let people know what you do uh, that can stand by itself so if you just had that headline do they know what you do and know what you're about to to read more to look further and then same with the picture that can they figure out from the picture what you do and sometimes if you show this beautiful backyard and you that has beautiful patio furniture and a beautiful pool and beautiful landscaping, but you sell patio furniture.
2: It's like, what do you do? They might think you so, do yeah, pool
0: or landscaping. Yeah, you or. Do, it's okay. You got to do something else in there. Your headline really better scream patio furniture, or your logo better scream patio, so they it can help them really dial into what they're looking at. So, I think uh, you recommend one picture, not multiple really just depends sometimes the pictures we get a client that doesn't have great pictures sometimes you can get away with showing multiple pictures and make them a little smaller and they don't stand out as much and it tells me sometimes it tells a better story i really just look at it uh i want to see their website what they do on their website what kind of pictures they have and we do use a lot of stock photography as well and we'll send a photographer out to get pictures if we have to the picture is important if it it, it you know Lousy pictures don't sell very well. Is that
1: the most important thing on a postcard is the picture?
0: I would say it's uh it's one of the key components. I think it's picture headline offer. And okay. that's mm-hmm. key. But backing up for direct mail, it 60% of the sex success of direct mail is your list. It's not, you know, that's that's really the key. So uh, is
1: it is that so that's a that's another good thing i didn't even think of um so with the list that's something that you guys already have or have access to or whatever so you already have that homeowner list that's like dialed and it's like you said it this they've been buttered up if that's what we're going to say of knowing who you are for some people if they're in the house for 27 years they know who you guys are so, so, so
0: our standard mailing that we do you know every two months we've we've had that list you know for years and you know we know those homes and we're updating it and it changes constantly, but it's it's an easy list to go after with all the different things we do to tweak it. So if somebody comes to me and says, hey, I want a, I want a, a different list or target a new list, uh, there's some work that goes into that. You know, it's uh, There's a lot of different uh, ways to get a list and a lot of different list brokers and a lot of people out there on the Internet. You go buy a list and it, they're just not selling you the best yes. that's available. And it's really important.
1: So 60%. So when the front or the back of a card, is there? are you putting like headline offer and picture on the front? or is there, or what's... So when it
0: comes to postcards, I like the concept of, you know, show what you do and what's in it for them on the front. And then on the back, you give the details mm-hmm. of a little bit more of why you or you give information okay. to help their buying process. Like more specifics on the product or the service. Right. Or some of those key things that they may be interested in or... You're, uh, if you're showing a, uh, kitchen, you may talk about all the different, uh, features that you have on the back because we want to make sure, you know, they want to see that you don't just do one type of mm-hmm. kitchen that you showed in on the front. They want to know, Hey, they do everything and they will do a partial remodel versus a whole full kitchen. Maybe you'll just, we just do countertops as well. Uh, so give all those extra details on the back.
1: Um, do you think uh, – I know you mentioned this before, and it's something that I think a lot of people, even with us, is like if somebody calls us and gets referred to us, they can talk to us. But they might hang up and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. am I going to use Kenny? And they're going to look me up online, and they're going to see, do I have a website? Maybe I have a YouTube channel and all this stuff. So do you feel that over the last 27 years, some of your businesses, when they're sending out the card – they're getting people to maybe go on, they, even though they call them, they're still going to look them up. Are you encouraging or do you see businesses stepping it up with more of an online presence to grab attention to that way? If the customer does go online and look them
0: up. Absolutely. We, I, we check when someone calls us and wants to advertise. First thing we do is check online, make sure we're dealing with a company that has a good line on online reputation. If they don't, It's just, it's a big battle for us.
1: Interesting. We just,
0: you know, I've had sales reps call me and say, hey, this, I want to, this company wants to do this sort of plan, program, whatever. And I just sit there and pull it up online when I'm talking to my rep and I just look at their reputation and go, oh, you know, I just, I, I just honestly tell my rep, uh, be polite, but I I really don't want to do business with that guy. It's uphill battle. Um, Because if you send out the car and somebody looks up a review, it's a problem. Yeah, if they have horrible reviews online, I'm just, they're going to say I didn't work. And and frankly, I just don't want to promote a business that isn't on the ball. You know, that's just, we've done well well with those businesses. They like doing business with us, they do really well with us. Uh, Now, we've had some businesses that they struggled with their reputation. They're still a good business, they just didn't put any effort in it and they just allowed, negative reviews to go online and didn't you know help get any positive re- reviews on there you know maybe they have two yelp reviews and they're both negative that doesn't mean that the business is horrible now if they have a thousand reviews and half of them are negative then they that's like a probably a pretty good two and a half star, star rating good, or something right. you're like yeah uh but yeah. yeah i think uh you have to have it you have to really cover all your bases online and make sure everything's connected you've got uh you've got your uh from a yelp page facebook page uh your google my business page is up to date and clean and all works together and you know your website i don't think you need anything fancy you just need something that is a presence it's there it's easy for people to get to what they want to see um not what you want to show them what they want to see exactly easily get if you have You know, five different customers, what do they all want to see? If they all want to see one thing, that's what you want to show them on the first page. If they all want to see something different, how do they find all that stuff very, very quickly?
1: Yeah, because your postcard is just – you can only put so much on there and some of information. So if they want to dive deeper – They've got to go to a website or call you or whatever. And right. Nowadays,
2: people are pretty savvy, like looking up online and reviews and stuff. I mean, it's oh, the I first place so. I go when I'm looking to work with somebody, especially if you don't know them and they weren't referred to you or anything like that. It's like you want to look online and see what other people's experience has been.
1: Absolutely. Do you have any examples um, if somebody's like listening and they're, you know, l- like interested in doing a postcard, maybe they're a contractor, um, typically, if, you know maybe a contract, I don't know how much it costs or how much you're spending, but if a contractor were to spend, you know, that you have, that's been with you, maybe spending ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a year, maybe more. Um, do you have any examples? Do you not have to mention names or anything of kind of return on investment or what they're kind of getting back? And obviously if they're still mailing with you, it's working.
0: Right. I think, uh, probably the best, what someone should look for yeah. for return on investment is one, know what you're, a customer's worth to you. So, what if you're a painting contractor? What is that customer work worth to you over the life of that customer? And so, you're really dialing in on what's my profit margin per job, and then what's it worth? Uh, what's a new customer worth to me? How many referrals do I get from those customers? So, you really know when you find an advertising source and you bring in a new customer, you're not just valuing it off the one. I just got this new customer. They, I, my profit on the job was this. My ad cost me that. So you really want to know what's the value of that customer and their referrals over a reasonable amount of time, not a hundred years, but what's reasonable for, like, um, I, I think in the home improvement business, if you've been in business a long time, you're going to find that, geez, there there's a lot of these older contractors that have been in business a long time with, with us, they have customers they've had for, uh, 20, 30, 40 years, and a lot of them have generations of yeah. customers. So mm-hmm. the grandparents yeah, use, have used them to remodel the house. The, the parents used them, and now the kids use them. Yeah. So, I mean, I see that. It, it really does happen, and I hear it from our uh, customers. But I think from a return on investment, I think in general, I always look at if I'm out there trying to market a new business – most businesses can afford to spend 10 to 15% of that new sale on marketing. Okay. So if I'm selling a $10,000 job or widget or whatever, I can afford to spend 1000 to $1,500 to get that job. Okay. Um, now, if I have to spend that every time to get every single job, it probably doesn't work. But if I'm if I'm paying attention to my marketing and I'm, I and I'm a really high quality business, that one job is going to lead to referrals and repeat business, mm-hmm. et cetera, and to lead to fifty
1: thousand dollars. Yeah, right. That might turn yeah. into fifty thousand, which over time, right? Yeah, it's funny because we we're talking about that, like with mm-hmm. Bill, just mm-hmm. like over, you know, it's over, it's over time. I think it's even over time. Yeah, it's you can't just. Um, he was talking about like you know, new brokers come to the business, it's like, hey, you're going to call and you might not get the checks, but you might make relationships now that are going to pay off later to sell their buildings. And it's just like these people too, you do the job. But then when their friend comes over a year later, and goes, wow, who did your pool? Give me the number, you know, or something like that.
2: I would imagine it's also different depending on the business. Cause like, even for us with online ads, I've seen is like service-based businesses like the computer repair guy or the auto repair guy or the dentist or the chiropractor. They do online marketing and they get high volume of calls. And then if you have somebody who's more expensive, like a, a more expensive service, even for us, like you know when we advertise for financing or whatever, they, these are bigger ticket items. You could pay ten or twenty thousand dollars for that. So you don't get as many calls per se, and people aren't necessarily ready to move forward right away with these things. These are things that they have to think about and research. Longer, And so they take more time to move forward. So like you said, it's not like you're going to send out the card and then go, oh, last month we didn't get one call. Or maybe we only got two calls. It's like, OK, six months from now, you might get a call from that same card that went out that one time. So it's hard to really gauge.
0: It is hard. You want to definitely uh, have your your tracking as tight as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And never take anything for granted. You just can't assume that the person who answers the phone in your business just simply ask, hey, how'd you hear about us? Yeah. Because I listen to the recordings. I know that where that call came from. It didn't right. come from anywhere else but our card. Yet the person will say something different.
2: Yeah. Found and you online. Of, or Lots I... of
0: theories of yeah. why they don't tell you that right up front. And some of it is, I think sometimes, isn't it a little irritating when you call business and Hey, I'm calling – this call is about me, and they want to quickly find out why you call uh, – how you came about their business. How would you – what made you call us today? Yeah. What did you use to call us? And I think can we at least – can you get my name? Can you ask me a few more questions about – Right. You know, that should be the first question. Business? Right. And so, you know, the old how I heard about it. How would you hear about us? I think save that for a little bit later when I'm in, a little more engaged, so – Maybe that's why people don't tell you right out of the gate mm-hmm. the truth, but we see it all the time. So you want to have your call tracking and you want to ask. And then when your sales rep goes out there to, to give an estimate, you want to ask again. And when you're finished with the job, you want to ask again, hey, how'd you, I forgot, how'd you hear about us? And then what's? did you ever Google us or do you, what review sites? You really want to find out how your customers... Their buying process work. It's going to be different, but you'll, you'll learn a lot.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like too, sometimes people just don't really remember <laughs> that might happen too, just depending on when in the process you ask them. Cause we've seen that too, even, you know, with different things is like, they say they found us one way, but then, you know, they really found you another way. Right. So, um, and then I've even had the clients that are the uh or people who are just constantly calling for information but never moving forward and our marketing guy will call and say hey can you just tell them to use your direct line from now on because it's skewing our numbers you know yep so
1: that's um, definitely a science no no no, that's 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 funny um so kevin what would you recommend if somebody is um and one of the things you brought up was the list if they're going to go start mailing postcards and they're, you know, whether they're here or some other state or whatever, and they're going to find a company um, because one of the big things you said is the list, right? Mm -hmm. And if they're going to go to this online company, they can send out the postcards and they have the list and everything. Um, How, what would you recommend? I mean, yeah, people can look up, um, you know, reviews and stuff on this company. What should people be looking for asking and like, you know, what should the kind of expectations from a, you know, a, potential person going to do the postcards, you know, not the, not the business, but from my side going in,
0: what should I be looking for red flags or I think the, uh, so that it, it really depends upon what the objective or who the customer is for that business. So if you're a pizza place and you know that I'm just going to mail in my local area, uh, you can actually do the every door direct mail campaign through the post office and, you're really not buying the list, you're just buying every single mail address around your business. Um, that's a great way to do it. If you're a little more technical, say I'm trying to reach doctors in the state of California, that's when you, I just, I don't know They even want to go to an online business. You really need to look for Uh, somebody in the direct mail business that has been in this a long time and
1: they know how to get the list
0: yeah i think you're gonna i think you're gonna waste a lot of time thinking you can save a few bucks doing it yourself and you're gonna end up frustrating yourself and you're not gonna save much and you may have a failing campaign that failed because you want to save a few bucks and you could have had a successful campaign that was profitable uh i think that it it just depends. It's not something I just need to hear the situation for the customer. And then I can say, hey, you can do it yourself. And here's what I do. And I do it all the time. I say, go to this website, print your own postcard mm-hmm. and go straight through the post office. You go to YouTube and find out how to do it. It's not hard if they think it's just get your high school kid to do it. You'll, they'll figure it out in a few minutes. And it's pretty cheap and it's actually a good uh, product. But that's if you're saturating. Yeah. Uh that's a D, like a
1: do-it-yourself, like right there. there. Yeah. That's the tip. Do-it-yourself. Basically, find online. So what you're saying is if, like, you're a pizza shop at North Park here you and know, you're, or like... a hair salon. it's be a high-end hair and you, salon. And, and you, and just, just you want to just basically... Local. Lo- yeah. Just pound every whatever.
0: What if you're you a call. hair salon in, in La Jolla, and so everybody around you is affluent in that zip code, there's 20,000 uh, condos, apartments, and homes in the La Jolla zip code. You could... Print your own postcard online, go to the post office, set up for every door direct mail and walk in with your stack of postcards and it just gets delivered. And it's huge value. And it, yeah, it takes work. Or do you can they call put me all the stamps and, we'll all and stuff you. on
1: there? They'll do it all. Well,
0: that program, you don't have to put any stamps uh. or anything on there. Um, and then the other thing I, 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 you were asking a question and I had the thought is the number one list out there, because People ask, where do I get a list? How do I get a... Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the number place number one place to get your list is in your own office, on your own computer. Your customer list is the number one list that every business should start with, especially today with the internet and everybody doing so much digital advertising mm-hmm. and thinking that's all you need to do. Uh, your own customer list is huge. If you're not mailing that every couple... Uh, twice a year at least is what I'd recommend.
1: Yeah, you're telling me this. You're like, why aren't you and Crystal just mailing? And it's like, we were kind of like, it's not going to hurt. Like we get one deal out of it. You're like, and you probably will. It's just because some people, it's funny, they'll come in here and be like, you guys think we should refire buildings? I got these postcards in the mail. I'm like, like, it's funny. They they bring the damn postcard. I'm like, it works because some people still like it. It, It's like, no, I think you're right.
0: The beauty of what I like about direct mail to your customers and at least twice a year is done correctly. It it follows your customer. So if somebody moves, you'll find that out.
1: Yeah. And if
0: and everybody thinks like, well, in a few years when I do direct mail, I can just go the you know, they can just clean the list for me and find that out. Well you really can't. It's if your customer moved eighteen months ago, there are ways to find them. But it's harder, right? And after four years, it's pretty much impossible if they oh, move, They're going to get the yeah. mail forward. Or- yeah. So there's the national change of address registry that will run up against a list before email. mail. It. So if somebody comes to me with their customer list, first uh-huh. thing I say is, "How old is it? Have you ever cleaned it? Have you ever run it against NCOA? And if it's no, 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 it's like, oh, the problem is you don't um, you don't know what's good and Bad. so it's it's the best list to mail um it, and and i always have people say well let i'll use the swimming pool guy as an example well you know my customer list why do i want to keep mailing them i mean i, I just built a hundred fifty thousand dollars swimming pool um and i set them up with a cleaning service they don't know they don't need me anymore what i want to keep mailing them you know i'll mail them in 10 years when they're but you want to people move in Southern California it, it, within San Diego? The average yeah. person, I think it's every seven or years. Top of mind, yeah. Uh, but the other number one reason everybody forgets is you're top of mind for referrals.
2: Yes, exactly.
0: So to mail that postcard every six months, hey, we just did, did a new pool here. Or here's, the, it, they, you just bought a beautiful pool. You like look, you know, you're not going to mind looking at another beautiful pool. What do you think people should be
1: mailing though? Like, like if you're, if we have like, like take our she's commercial, um, we're in finance, right. And we just want to ping the client to say, Hey, how's it going? So if you have no idea
0: of what to do, because you, you think I I can't think of anything. I would come up with a unique, good, unique reason to do it. Let's say you're Irish and (laughs) it's, you just want to say, you know, Galligan, I happen to be a little Irish somewhere in there. Let's say, I don't have, I can't think of any good reason to mail anybody anything. I might just mail, happy, thanks, Pat, St. Patrick's Day, every year consistently. That may be one of my mailings. And, hey, if you're looking to refinance your home. And they know your you're going to get it. They get yeah, used to it. Just, it's just, and it's, it tells a little something about you, a little bit of a story, and it wishes them happy St. Patrick's Day. You know, And it, and it's easy to do. It, so you're going to take your customer list. And you just know you're going to do that every year at that time. Well, we Uh, did a
2: holiday card for the first time after having a baby. And we got so many clients that were like, oh, my gosh, it's so great to see. Like, how are you? People we hadn't talked to in a long time, too. I just kind of sent it out to everybody. And and there was a a lot of positive feedback. And we did get back in touch with a handful of people out of doing that. And you did deals. I mean, it resulted in deals.
0: Revealing things about your personal life is just Even better, probably. Showing some honesty and, you know, you're real and they're learning some of the people want to do business with people they know and are friends with and feel like they're part of the family. If you said something, hey, we just sent something out. We just had a baby. Well, they're part of your family. Yeah. So, yeah. So, let me ask you this question. So, you guys
1: have a list of active clients or non-active clients. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know you guys have a really good list of all the businesses in San Diego. You're hitting your active clients and your non-active clients. I'm assuming you're mailing all the time.
0: Right. We go through periods. We go through periods. But you're still mailing We're just like the mechanic that has the worst performing car. You know, it's always breaking down. So we go through periods. We're in the direct mail business, but we go through these periods where, geez, we haven't sent anything to anybody for six months. This is crazy because we just get busy with other things we're doing and handling the business we have. But you can get
1: it out like that because the list is clean because you have it down.
0: We can. Yep. So yeah, we know it. I have somebody assembling mail right now that'll get delivered to the post office to businesses and prospects here. And I think we're just doing San Diego tomorrow
1: that's uh no I think that's it's funny right Monty like you don't think about it but it's like
2: it's just staying in front of people again like if you're hitting them online like if you're sending an email or a newsletter or whatever and then you've got ads that are going out following them around and then you're get, hitting them with direct mail you're just top of mind all the time
0: it is and you're getting them you get that you know you're on the phone your email and stuff yeah. you just there's so much noise. And we used to think there's all this noise in our mailbox and lots of junk. Mail. Not so much the anymore. The truth is it's it's a few pieces a day. It's
2: not that much anymore, yeah. I feel like. I yeah. mean, you get like the grocery ads and the discount stuff, which I always automatically throw away. Right. And then you really don't get too many like postcards, business card. Like we really don't get that much anymore. And I think it's because, you know, maybe less people are doing it. Um, but I feel like it has slowed down a little bit, which is a good opportunity for people who want to.
0: It's one of the key reasons why yeah. it has a big resurgence. Is yeah. that- I think
1: in the recession, people were not doing, and people that were starting to do it in the beginning were having like crushing. I heard like, because there's no competition, right?
0: They're all like, oh, we have no
1: money, and the guys. Well, started they cut the
2: marketing to- budget first, and right? Then- no,
1: but then, <laughs> yeah, right, right in the beginning when people started coming back, Kevin probably mailing, they're probably doing wonderful because there's like, oh my gosh, there's no other cards in the mail, right? Do you do a six by nine? Do you- you prefer glossy is there a reason why you do six by nine or is there a philosophy behind that
0: i think that uh six by nine it you can do six by nine six by eleven are really very common well six and by eleven you, that's six big. by eleven you, it's big you don't pay that much more for it okay I mean, that's like the the, big the postage is exactly the same so whether you mail a four and a quarter by six postcard or a 6x11 postcard, mm-hmm. the postage is exactly the same. Okay. The cost is more for the card. A the little card's bit? more. A little bit. And a little bit, but it's it's not much. So, a unless. 6x11 stands out. Pretty good for it, sure. Yeah, it does. That's it, pretty, it, pretty, pretty good. And like, I think I think it's a penny and a half more. So, if you're spending 40 cents to mail out a postcard, would you spend a uh, 6x9? Would you spend 41.5 cents to mail 6x11? I
1: Sometimes like that. it, it, it cool. stands good out.
0: Um, and it, you know, that, Somebody comes in and says, "I just want to mail that small four and a quarter by six. That's great, but it—I I like it. It—I like it for restaurants because it's easy to kind of take with you. Yeah. Nobody wants to walk in with a big <laughs> six by eleven postcard. Um, yeah. But that
1: six by eleven could be if you wanted to give like be really informative on there or something.
0: Right. Right. So for your business, I would say that'd be great to do. You know, I was thinking like you could do. A, I'm just
1: thinking like no example is there's rent control. Yeah, And you could put the common questions and answers on a six by 11 and send it out to people and be like, hey, happy holidays. Here's a little something about rent control. Seriously, it's like you could fit enough questions on there, yeah.
0: like that paper. And it's like,
1: I mean, that's something you could talk about rates and whatever, too, on the other side, because you get two sides.
0: You, you know what else I show. like for you guys is because I look at your email that you sent out, and I know that people that are in uh, – multi-family buying selling refinancing etc they kind of like to see other deals that get done you know it's just kind of interesting they're just kind of deal people so they like seeing other deals but you could have that on your postcard hey latest deal and even on the back you could almost have your newsletter in short snippets so it looks like your one side is your newsletter that just says here's the first paragraph read more online here's the next paragraph and so it's they may have saw it on their email and sometimes you look at the email and you just Click on it. You start to read it, and then you stop reading. You get distracted on something, and then you get that postcard in the mail at the same time. I like the idea. Would you of do that most... by a six? Would you do that six by eleven? I would. So I'd turn it. in maybe one that. side as a. We like the, the idea of not okay. doing
2: the hard sell all the time. Is just giving people information, and then when right. they're ready, they see you as they an appreciate expert, it a lot you know? more. We've yeah, that but very... they go like, okay, well, they give me a lot of really good information. I'm going to give them a call and try them out. That seems to me to have been working the best
1: for well, us you're helping so
0: far. them, yeah, and then you seem smart at the same time. So, yeah. so 27
1: years ago and today, um, besides probably technology or internet and things like that, um, you were mailing the same type of stuff then as you are now, and it's like, like just having like still in business, like you know that is still
0: your bread and butter. It it and it's and I have this conversation at least once a month for the last four or five years, in-depth conversation. We are still doing the same, When I, re, if you really want me to break it down, the same thing to the same people for 27 years. And actually, that was before I got involved in the business. So it was another five, six years before that. So well over 30 years. If you would have told me that there's, you could name any business out there that really is doing the same thing <laughs> they've always done for 30 years through the creation, through the first wave of the internet and and internet 2.0 and 3.0, and this product still gets results and works and is a viable business, I would not believe it. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. I mean, it really is.
2: I think you really can't beat direct mail like you mentioned. I mean it's just one of those things that I think – like you said, I think we all – I mean we've been looking at magazines even recently at home. Like you, you they come in the mail and they're kind of nice to look at. And then no, even so, now they have the, you know, the Kindle and all these things that people can read books. But we go on vacation with friends and they have a book. Like they just want to have a book to read. They don't want to read necessarily – I mean they have a Kindle no, it's, too, it's nice. but right. they yeah. also want to read like – paperback books. right? So it's just one of those things I think is kind of nostalgic and also doesn't go away. I mean, we could take notes um, on our computers or tablets or whatever, but I still have a planner that I write in every day. It's just that kind of act of having something tangible rather than having everything online all the time that I don't think is going away.
1: I agree. What's the most, um, in 27 years, what's the most important like lesson
0: you probably learned with direct now
1: that's a stumper question
0: i think it is um set your campaign up to win so look make sure you're looking at your your list is important your offer is important uh and what you say is important your headline is important so set yourself up to win but consistency i think is important and scale. So to look at, if, you know, what it costs you to send 500 postcards, you may send that out and go, well, that didn't work when you really look at what you got. But mm-hmm. if you were to mail 50,000, you're, you're able to mail it for so much cheaper per piece and get so much more out there and so many more opportunities. So I think, I think it's just consistency and scale are really important. Do you think colors matter? Sponsy's saying yes. It does with, it does with me. So okay. and we, uh, we've actually used to test it quite a bit with different color headlines and things like that. But uh, color when I think color, I think more in terms of pictures. One of my, but it, it, it also applies to text too. One of my tricks with that I've really started using a lot this year is in a headline where you may just have one color is to at least make what your product is about or what it is in a different color. So you may have uh, a black text, and then when you get to a uh, new pool, let's say you're building pools, you're going to love your new pool. Maybe that's just in a different color, so at okay. least that one word, what you do, stands out a little yeah. bit. So I agree. I like color. There <laughs> yeah. Monty's like, yes.
2: Well, there is a psychology. But That's like what I was marketing. wondering. A
1: psychology or – because some of these things I get like postcards, they're like crazy colors or they're like – Or pink. too busy or too some of it's confusing. Like, it's or, it's, like, it's yeah. a little too much. That's why I was like, you still want to be classic, clean, and get your message across and not be – you also probably don't want to be like all these offers and all over the place. It's just too much.
0: I think it's knowing whether your ad is designed to – give information and be read so you can get away with a lot of material in there. Uh, or if it's just something that you know, so you have to get their attention quick and they have to see, they know what you do and it's just an offer. And Let's say it's a foreign oil change, right? If you're the local repair facility and you're just doing, it's an oil change offer, it's just oil change in your offer. That's all there is to it. That's what you need to get across. So... If you get too crazy with that and lots of different things, people may miss that. What Like that, are you having restaurants put
1: like different dishes of food on there or do you keep it pretty?
0: I Well, I, I'm the kind of guy – I like to know a little bit before I get to the restaurant what I might want to eat or what they have. And nothing more frustrating than I go to a restaurant and I hear so much about it. I'm so excited to try it and I get there and I just – there's a lot on the menu, but it's not what you expected. I just don't. Like, yeah, yeah, just nothing. I mean, you jumps look at your reviews, out. going what's great, and you kind yeah, of I go do. to that. Like Crystal yeah. does that. So you want to know, like,
1: list your great dishes. Like the, but right, you know, eighty percent of people come in and want this damn dish. It's like put that on there, right? right? And
0: if you're an Italian restaurant that is truly known for the best lasagna in San Diego, or you're voted upon that, you there. want to put that on yeah. there. And that's the other thing is. Uh, Too many businesses assume that if they're great at something or they've been at this location for 30 years that everybody knows about them. They don't. And they don't. I drive through La Jolla Village all the time. I could think of a street I drove down every day going to work and coming home from work. And one day I'll be a passenger and I'll look over and I'll go. I never noticed that business. So yeah. I'll do a little research and find out they've been there for 20 some years. Yeah. And that that's just the truth. It just, unless you use it just because you pass by it, you forget about it.
1: We always say that in our business. Um, I think with doing more stuff online and doing the videos and like, you know, all my stupid videos with the green screen and the, but people realize they're like, yeah, you do this every day. So I know about loans, but you do a refi or purchase a property every five years. You don't – after 90 days, you forget about the process. So I'm educating people on it. It's like everybody assumes like, oh, you know my restaurant. You know what's good here. No. Like we don't. And I think Crystal, you're you're good about that. Like Crystal, when she goes to restaurants new, she's like, okay, let's see what people like. And then we go to the server and go, hey, what do you like to like this? Like, okay, it's lining up to that or if it's different because – these are obviously your first time there. Let's just go for the good stuff. Let's not start picking random stuff that doesn't good. And they should market. I mean, I think that's a good that's a good idea. Put yeah, your you, good dish to get people in there.
2: Put your best sellers. Like market your best sellers.
1: Right. Basically. Maybe market your number one selling hardwood floors or, you know, whatever the people like around tile or whatever it is.
0: Right. I agree. Got to let them know what's uh, – let them know before they get there what they – most people like. You know? Right. So, I mean – If most people like it, that should be in your ad.
2: It's funny because we do ask that all the time. And sometimes people are taken aback by it. They're like, just order what you like. But I'm like, what's the best thing here? I'd rather order what I know is going to be good than what I'm hoping is going to be good.
1: It's funny. Some people are like, you know, I'm actually a vegetarian, but I heard the steaks really good from like nine out of 10 people you're like okay like it's kind of funny like people i don't really like chocolate but i heard that's really good for dessert or something so it's it but they're the same thing they're because they're seeing what people are ordering um so kevin is there any do you see anything changing since 27 years do you see anything you really changing in your business over the next five years or do you feel like anything you're gonna add Or you, i know you've tried different things and Um, you know, the way kind of the market moves or, you know, you might see this thing's working, but I know you have your bread and butter, but do you see any add-ons or anything changing?
0: I think uh, things will get a little more uh, sophisticated in mail. You know, we've always had variable data in printing mail. And what that means is I can have a postcard that either the headline changes per person or the picture changes per person. And it's really, it. I think it costs us one a, a penny more per postcard to switch those things around. It used to cost a lot. Now it's really easy with technology. So I think we'll see more and more of that happening. People started, to, we had a lot of it happening over the last five years and, and when it really got cheap. But people just did stuff with no, let's just variable data this, even though it didn't make a lot of sense. It was, let's just use that technology. But they didn't really do a good job using it. I think we're going to define that a little bit better and make that uh, work better, and it allows you to get better postage rates and different things because you can get one big mail piece out that says a lot of different things and specific to to each one of those customers or prospects. Uh, the other thing that I'm jumping the gun on this a lot, but I think the technology's there and there's a scramble to work on it, but to be able to go direct from website, I call it kind of web to print. Where, if you go to a website, let's say you go to Banana Republic and you are looking at a men's suit and you put it in the shopping cart and then you abandon it, you will soon get a postcard in the mail with that, ex- and it'll be the next Smart. day or the day after with that suit. Kenny, we noticed you, it will say your Remind name me. up there, big headline. Kenny, we noticed you abandon the suit in your shopping cart. Um, it's not on sale anymore, but if you use this code, we'll put it back on sale for you or something along those that's lines. Yeah. yeah. I think how many times you went to go buy something, you put it in the shopping cart and you got dis- distracted and you put it in there, it was on sale, you're all happy. And then you go you back, go back you, and it's like, nah. darn it, it's not I'm on sale anymore. It was 60 that, bucks. now yeah, it's back but to 100 So yeah, that's, so that's a one example, and I want to get away from the sale part of it, but technology will be, even for the Able to track swimming that. pool contractor, hey, someone visited your website, they're going to, they're, we're getting close to where we know everyone's IP address and what their actual address is, and we know was it the adult in the house or who in that house actually visited your page, and you get you can send them a postcard the next day. That's it's the technology's kind of there, but it's it's a little expensive and a little spotty. But it's going that, that it's, part's going to get better and better. It's coming, and I think it's going to make direct mail really exciting for all businesses out there
1: um a couple last questions when you're going to do direct mail um whether you're doing yourself or at the company like yours what is um what's going to be the most cost effective way like all around is there like i mean is there a couple things that you should i know one thing is when i mail with you you're like kenny Let's I want to be, like let's not try to be all over the place it's going to cost more like yeah. let's do a more strategic like is there any recommendations you can do cuz a lot of it comes come down to postage or this to help somebody can get a good bang for their buck but also save money too by doing a, having a certain strategy behind how they send out
0: Well I think yeah it it varies a little bit but somebody who says hey I want to mail a million dollar homes I just want to mail a little bit all over California and that might be the wrong approach because uh, there's plenty of million-dollar homes right here in San Diego. So if you're mailing out – and the difference might be – it could be as much as $0.10 cents per postcard. So you may be able to say, hey, if we look at some postal savings and how the, where the mail piece goes, we might be able to accomplish your goal and send out 25000 more pieces because I saved you $0.10 cents on each piece and postage. So – I think it's just uh, planning. The other thing that kind of addresses that question is uh, there is kind of a sweet spot for postage, in that uh, for guys like me, to, uh, I really don't like handling much below five thousand postcards or direct mail letters. That's really where it the value is, and I can it's where you start to make an impact. And the postal savings and the efficiency of starting the printing press and everything kick in. So 5000 really is kind of the sweet spot. But let's say you just want to mail to your customer list and you're a small business and you only have, you know, let's say you're a mortgage person. You only have 200 customers over the over the six-year period. Uh, you can still go out online. I, I, You know, there's plenty of places. One I refer people to, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever used them, but gotprint.com. You can, you can print a couple hundred postcards. It's pretty easy. You can just get labels and you can put a the postcard rate stamp, 37 cents or whatever it is now. Uh, we do everything. Oh, you're sitting there watching TV. Yeah, you just, just do yeah, that I'm and like send it out. Yeah. And it, it's, it's pretty simple. A lot of it is just getting it going. Just get that process started.
2: And I think... The hardest one of the harder things is besides having a good list, though, is the design because most business owners are not designers, so they really need to hire somebody and to, they get
0: stuck on it.
2: Yeah, it and that's like a daunting it, task to even think it about. It
0: is, that's getting better. You know, Adobe has this. Oh boy, I wish I could remember the name of it. It's uh, they've got this program, I think that it's anybody can get on it, but the design process is getting really easy to mm-hmm. wear you kind of really can design online it looks by commercial. yourself. It, it looks pretty good. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it doesn't look like you designed it in Microsoft Word 10 years ago. <laughs> it, yeah. it centers everything for you. Okay. And, it's uh, like it has
1: templates that you can build it, around something.
0: Templates. Right. I mean, the yeah. other thing, too, you can you know, if you don't know a designer, you can always go to Fiverr or something and yeah, find guys, someone. Yeah, yeah that's it, yeah. yeah, it, yeah. it is, but... When we talk about just mailing to your customers, sometimes it doesn't have to be that pretty. It right. just needs to be laid out okay and have a headline and a picture, and you're just reminding them that you're there. Um, so depending upon the business, you might be able to get away with. If you're a high end restaurant, you need a designer. You want that food shot to look perfect, and mm-hmm. any color editing or anything like that, and things have to look. It has to be professionally done. But if it's just, you know, you're a mortgage person and you know, just your picture laid out pretty good and a decent message and a reason to call you and and uh, you can get it out. Yep.
1: Kevin, what's the best way for anybody to um, reach you guys and then learn more about your company and then if they just have, you know – A lot of people probably call you with just general questions, maybe before they hire you to understand, or, you know, like you said, sometimes you just tell people to just do it yourself. It's easier, which is nice.
0: I'm always happy to talk to someone and kind of guide them. I can help you or I can't. And here's my advice. Here's what I do. Uh, If you just want to do that, go to this person. There might be somebody that does it better. Sometimes different specific industries have a vendor that's really good for that industry and I'll send people in that direction. But to reach us, we're at rsvpmailers.com is our website landing page, or one of them. But that's the easiest one to reach us. Uh, phone number's on there. Phone everything. number's on there. Okay. If you know, we're 858-279-7787. Cool. And uh, you can call us there, too. I think
1: uh, we learned some stuff about postcards, and I don't think um, – Direct mail, direct, direct mail's dead, and also I do agree with Kevin that I don't think anybody, probably not anybody, but realtors are good, but people are really just dropping mail to their clients twice a year just to do something different, just to which, get that list. which get I that guarantee list you, yep. yeah, I guarantee you, um, good times of the year could be holidays like you've mentioned because that's flapping around their house and they've got all this, you know, maybe on the refrigerator that six by 11. And all these people are walking to their house. I think you and I are talking about like this last Christmas, you're like a good time to do it would be right for the holidays where people it's on their mind. They're talking about refining. I think we were talking about this literally last mm-hmm. Christmas or something.
0: I like mail during the holidays. Yes. People are super busy, but there's a big portion of consumers out there that they're don't have any family coming to town mm-hmm. and they have Couple of weeks off sometimes. They want to get stuff and, done. Yeah, it's like hey, and let's they have get your a, card
2: up, and they're yeah, staring at it every yeah. day wherever they post <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I like over the holiday. I let direct mail the shelf life is always good. So if you have a decent piece with some some stickiness to it, it'll always stick around. So I, I you really can mail it anytime.
1: Cool. Well, guys, thanks for watching. Um, you know where to reach Crystal and I if you have any questions. If you need some direct marketing mailing, reach out to Kevin RCP or anybody that picks up the phone. And for God's sakes, get on the program and mail your clients. Monty, we're going to do it.
0: Get out there and mail something. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, mail something.
1: Get some business.
2: (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Thanks,
1: Kevin. Thanks, guys.
2: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.